0: by sharing what the clients of Wall Street Mashman have done to get results like these. Enjoy this episode. Hey guys, if you like the content on this episode today, I want you to go and click the subscribe button to make sure that you get all of our future content as well, because we've been putting out these content multiple times a week, probably two or three times a week, and it's all designed to help you uh, get into investment banking. Okay, so I want to make sure that you don't miss out on any of it. Now, today... I wanna talk about a popular question that I always get, which is, hey, isn't everything that I need to get into investment banking already online, already on the internet? Like, can I just find everything, all the information I need by going on Google or going on YouTube or going to the forums uh, and just getting it that way? Like, isn't that just the best way? And, and, and usually once people say best is because, you know, it's free, right? Is that the best way to go about it, okay? And I think it's a very valid question because Yes, you're right, it's absolutely doable to do it that way, and people have done it that way, so I'm not here to tell you that it can't be done. Um, However, to put things into perspective, uh, there are also a lot of people that do it that way and fail, right? And actually, if you look at the number of people that do it successfully that way, um, those are the people that you're typically gonna hear about. The people who did that and failed, they're not talking about it, you're not gonna know, right? But statistically, we know that there are a lot more people who don't get into banking than the ones who actually do. Right. And so I think that it can be doable if that's how you want to go about your preparation process, but it's definitely not the ideal way to go about it. Right. So if you're, if the question you're asking is like, Hey, is it doable? Right. Is that just like the absolute minimum that I need to do? Then yeah, I would say it's doable. Right. But if the question that you're really asking is, is that the best way to go about it? Or is it the ideal way to go about it? Then I would say no, it probably isn't, right? And there are five main reasons why I don't think this is the ideal way to go about it, okay? And again, by this way, I'm talking about just going online, going on the internet, or, and doing searches on whatever it is that you think you need to know, okay? The number one reason why I don't think this is an effective way to go about things is that you need to know the right questions to ask, right? Like with these search engines, with Google, with YouTube, like what you're gonna find is only gonna be based on the questions that you're asking. So sometimes, because it's the first time we're going through a process, we've never been through it before, we don't even know what the right questions are. Like, I don't even know what I should be doing, right? So how can I ask questions about something that I'm not familiar with, right? So I could, a lot of times what people are searching for is like very high level questions, like how to break into investment banking. But there's so much that goes into even just that overarching question right? Under how to get into investment banking, there's like stuff you have to know about your application, your resume, and how to get a job, how to get internships to build up your experiences, what actually goes on your resume. You have to learn about networking. How do you get people to actually respond to you? How do you get people to actually um, respond to your emails? How do you find their contact information? What do you actually talk to them about? How do you get them to refer you? And then on the technical side, there's, you know, an infinite number of questions they could possibly ask you. Same thing on the behavioral side. So my point is, once you actually start drilling down, there's a lot more Granularity there. And if you don't know what the right questions to ask should be, then you're not going to get the answers that you need, right? So that's the first thing. The second thing is, even if you have all the right questions, you know exactly what you need to ask, you're going to need to have a lot of time to sift through everything, okay? This is oftentimes going to be time that you just don't have because, quite frankly, as a student who's trying to break into investment banking, one, the banks aren't doing you any favors because they keep moving the recruiting timeline up earlier and earlier every single year right? And so that's not helpful. And then two, um, even though you you have less and less time, like the competition level is just rising year after year. and There's more and more things you need to do, right? You have to keep your grades up in school. You're trying to maintain a high GPA. And so there's academics. You're going to have to, you know, get internships, right? Before it used to be the case that if you have one internship on your resume before you apply, you're in pretty good shape. Nowadays, a lot of people have two internships, three internships, even four internships. I've seen all sorts of stuff. And so if you have to do all that, that just takes up more of your time, right? You have to network with people. Uh, A lot of my clients, like they actually end up networking with hundreds of bankers. You got to learn all the technicals. You got to learn all the behaviorals. So there's a lot of stuff to do. So if you're having to search for every single question that you have a question about, and for every question, Google returns, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 search results, and you open new tabs for every single one of them. And then you have to read through every single one of them. And then some of them say conflicting things and you're not sure who's right and who's wrong. It's just, a lot of you know spinning your wheels right and not really making the forward progress that you need to make right so that's the second reason the third reason why i don't think this is the most effective way is because some things actually just cannot simply be found online like people some people say oh everything you need is already out on the internet well not really because for example let's just use behavioral questions as a perfect example of this behavioral questions is one of those things where everybody's answer is going to be different like if i if a banker asks five different people tell me about yourself, or why do you want to do investment banking, right? These five people will all have slightly different answers, or sometimes drastically different answers. And there's no website out there that's going to tell you like, oh yeah, this answer is right, and this answer is wrong. This answer is good, this answer is not. Or you're just not going to get that. That needs to be personalized on a case-by-case basis, right? There needs to be a human touch to that, right? And so you, some of these things, like the feedback especially, you're not going to get that just by looking up, looking up a bunch of stuff on websites or on Google or on YouTube, the stuff that you're going to be able to find online, that's more stuff that's um, one size fits all, right? If it's like very black or white, you know it doesn't change from person to person, you might be able to find that stuff online or you should be able to hopefully, right um, The fourth thing, the fourth reason is that you because of what I just talked about, which is there is no support, the advice that you're getting online is not personalized you will ultimately need to do a lot of trial and error, which will likely result in wasted opportunities, right? Because you're gonna see this generic advice that you got online, you're gonna go out and try it, and it may or may not work for you because it's generic advice, it's one size fits all, okay? It might work for someone else, it might not work for you, or it worked for the person that wrote about it, um, but it didn't work for you, right? And then you're gonna to have to go back and start over and try something else, or maybe go look up a different piece of advice from, from a different source and then try that, and then see if that works. And if that doesn't work, try something else, right? That's what I mean by trial and error, and when you do that, you waste opportunities because like, maybe you're, trial and, you're doing trial and error with your networking conversations. Well, you if you're experimenting during your networking conversations, you're wasting those contacts, right? Because you didn't make a good impression on them. Or worse yet, if you're t- doing trial and error with your interview answers, like you actually got invited to the interview, but you're not confident in your answers and then so you try it and it didn't work. Next time you get another interview, you're gonna try a different answer. And maybe that works, maybe it doesn't, right? And sometimes you only get so many interviews. You do not wanna be exper- uh, experimenting with those opportunities. Okay. The last and the fifth point that I'll make on this is that there are very few spots available, right? In investment making in general. So you are at a competitive disadvantage. Like even the biggest banks, like the Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan Morgan Sanders of the world, they only hire a few hundred people every single year. Right? And so if you are doing this, the slow and the inefficient way, you're going to be at a disadvantage relative to the people that are not doing it this way. There are people out there that are doing it a better way. They're getting actual real help, real personalized help. They're getting coaching, right? And so they're taking their best shot right off the bat. You are doing the trial and error experimentation thing, which isn't really working most of the time. And the longer it takes you to actually secure a job, uh, the worse your outcome is going to be because typically the way the recruiting timeline works is the best banks are going to fill up their offers first the bold bracket and the lead boutique banks are going to fill up their offers first. And if they're done, now you're left to the middle market banks. If those guys finish, now you're left to the regional boutiques and there's a pretty big step down from one level to the next, right? In terms of your compensation, in terms of your prestige, the halo effect on your resume, in terms of the exit opportunities that you're going to have afterwards, in terms of the learning, in terms of the caliber of people that you're going to get to work with across the board. It's just in your best interest to get into the best bank you could possibly get into. Right? And so, As is the case with everything in life, you can either try to figure everything out on your own or you can try to find someone who's done it many, many times before to guide you through it, right? So the analogy that I always give is like, if you were trying to summit Mount Everest for the first time ever, and I use Mount Everest because that's something that's not easy to do, right? You're trying to get to the peak of the mountain, just like you're trying to break into banking, you're trying to get to the peak of the finance profession, right? Not everyone can get there, okay? If I were summiting Mount Everest for the first time ever though, would I rather just go on Google and... Research how do I them out out Everest on my own? Watch a bunch of YouTube videos on you know what I should do, or would I rather just hire a Sherpa that's gone up hundreds of times before and has gone up with other people and brought them up, brought them back down safely, knows where all the uh, you know pitfalls are and where the traps are and you know where there might be an avalanche and what you got to avoid, and for that person to keep me safe and help me navigate through this entire process that most people don't make it through on their own. Of course, I would rather hire a Sherpa, right? And so that's exactly what I would do for investment banking recruiting because this is too important. This is your career. You only have one shot at somebody in the mountain. You want to make that your best shot. You don't want to be doing trial and error. You don't have a lot of time. You have enough stuff on your plate that you're already juggling. There's no shame in getting help. Everybody needs help. Everybody needs mentors in life. Every successful person that I've ever met has had at least a few mentors along the way. Okay. So hopefully that'll make sense to you guys. And uh, that'll be it for today. Thanks for listening to this episode